KQED. And then the Aladdin doll came out. He was he like, was hot. Yeah. He was yeah. really hot. Damn, with that little vest. <laughs> oh, Woo! that knee monkey? patch. Yeah. <laughs> hey everyone, I'm Emmanuel. I'm Kali. And I'm Jamedra. And we are the hosts of The, the Cooler. Cooler. Thanks for coming back. You like us. You really like us. It's the second time that a uh, Sally Field (laughs) reference has opened the podcast. (laughs) So millennial. So today we are talking about female celebrities who say that they're not feminists. We'll also talk about a new and improved Barbie. She's slightly less problematic. And we're going to discuss a news story about a woman suing her coworker over being unfriended on Facebook. So let's start with the story that's been irritating me most so that I can just get it out and let it go. Get it off your chest, Emmanuel. Tell us what is bothering you this week. We are here for you. So earlier this week for KQED Pop, I wrote this article in response to something Marion Cotillard. Beautiful pronunciation. I was going to say, is that the right one? I'm struggling. Uh, I have a French minor. Thanks. (laughs) This is something she said about feminism. Mainly that she isn't one. Every time a celebrity says this, I just, I can't. Remind us exactly what it was she said, please, so we can just be even more depressed. You want a quote? I got a quote. For me, it doesn't create equality. It creates separation. I mean, I don't qualify myself as a feminist. We need to fight for women's rights. But I don't want to separate from men. We're separated already We're not made the same, and it's the difference that creates the energy in creation and love. Sometimes, in the word feminism, there's too much separation. Can I get a Can I get a hand for this? Yeah, well done. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the world's crappiest monologue, isn't it? So, where do you even begin with that that Uh, kind of comment? uh, It's obvious she's confused about the definition of feminist which is so simple at this point. If Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie's sample in Beyonce's Flawless didn't clear it up already, I don't know what would for you. And please remind us what that was, Emmanuel. Let's listen to it. Feminist, a person who believes in the social, political and economic equality of the sexes. Some women attach sort of like a negative connotation to feminism, right? So they think about bra burning. They think, as you stated in your article, they think about rogue armpit hair and -hmm. punching men in the face. And I think a lot of women think that being a feminist means that you have to have an aversion to men or dislike men or be angry, which is not the case. I mean, as we heard in the clip, it's been summed up what feminism is. Feminism is just Anyone who is advocating for women's rights, period and point blank. You can be a man and be a feminist, right? So I don't want to disrespect or disregard her perspective because we all have perspectives and she's she's working through life the way she feels like she needs to do it. But I don't agree. I, I totally disagree with you. I will disrespect her opinion, <laughs> quite frankly. I mean, there's no legislating for individual ignorance, right? There's so mm. many people who think differently to you in the world, and that's just going to happen. But when a woman with power and influence stands up and says that she doesn't believe in feminism or the word feminism or calling herself a feminist, I take real issue with that. 
I, I really do. I, I find that offensive. Oh, I'm getting so You're getting, getting so worked up. up now. Oh, look at all that unfeminine rage I had. <laughs> so the part about what she said that annoys me the most is the whole... It, creates separation. Feminism and the word feminism does not create separation. The separation is already there, baby. And feminism exists to remedy that separation. So the fact that she says that is just so odd. The kind of mental gymnastics that were required for her to make that leap is the kind of stuff that the Olympics give out gold medals for at the gymnastics thing. Did she medal for this? She did. Okay. She right. She's my gold medalist. Team France. Mind gymnastics. <laughs> So a French friend of mine messaged me the other day after she saw my article, and she said it hit close to home because as a French woman, she's seen firsthand how far feminism has to go in France. For me, just going off of the country's reputation, which is one of openness and sex positivity, I was kind of surprised. I just thought things were probably better off over there. But apparently, according to her, it's quite conservative and misogynistic, and specifically in terms of women's place in society, but also women's bodies and, and them being policed. She says that if you're above a size four at the dinner table, you can expect it to come up as a topic of conversation. So I was just kind of shocked to hear this. So it made me think maybe what Marion Cotillard said has something to do with where she's from and the way she was brought up. There's a, a romance with French women, I think. Um, there's like a certain mystique about the way they parent, about the way they look, about how they diet. I mean, there's a whole sort of niche industry for this, for American women. I think we're just sort of a little fascinated by it. Do you think that's because we don't actually know a lot about them? <laughs> From the sound of it. True. Sounds like we don't, because yeah. the books that I've heard of is like, you can eat all the carbs you want. It's just bread and red wine, and you'll be super skinny, and you can wear red lipstick and be like the Who French girls. Who wouldn't Patently think untrue. that's fabulous? If you tell me I can eat carbs and drink red wine all the time, red, wear red lipstick, and just be sexy, I think Sign you me can. Up. That sounds like the perfect self-help book. Yes. So, Marion Cotillard. <laughs> yes. That, that gives me life every time you say her name. I'm glad to give you so much life today. <laughs> She is not the only female celebrity who has kind of misunderstood feminism and thought of it as a men versus women thing or whatever. So we're going to play a little quiz. <gasps> okay. I love. J'adore. Carly and I already know the answers. So we're going to quiz you, Jamindra. We're going to read you a quote from a celebrity and you have to guess who said it. And you can play along at home, folks. Yes, you can. Mm, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. What you got for me? Okay, number one. Who said this, Jamidra? I'm not a feminist. I hail men. I love men. Was it A, Miss Piggy, B, a Lady Gaga, or C, Sally Field? Okay, so my choices are Miss Piggy, Christina Aguilera. <laughs> Who was the other one I heard? Lady just, Gaga or Sally Field. Oh, did I say Lady? I said Christina. Mm -hmm. Okay. I would like to think that it was Miss Piggy. Okay, so Miss Piggy, Sally Field. Lady Gaga. Which one? I'm going to go with... Can I just say Miss Piggy? You can, but you're going to be I absolutely wanna believe, incorrect. I want to believe that that was Miss Piggy and that was not an actual person. That Unfortunately, it was, it was crazy dresser extraordinaire <gasps> Don't Lady say, Gaga. No, see, I was hoping it wasn't her. It was. It was. I mean, you would think that Lady Gaga stood for a lot of things, women's yeah. equality with men being one of them, but you'd be wrong. Emmanuel, hit us with another. Here we go. Mm -hmm. For me... Feminism is bra-burning lesbianism. It's very unglamorous. Uh, Options? Is it A, Britney Spears? 
B. Ivanka Trump. C. Ginger Spice. Oh, you know, I don't want to believe that Ivanka could say that, but I know her daddy. Mm. No, it's not Britney. Ginger Spice. So the Spice Girls are all about female empowerment, so it couldn't be Spice Girls. She fell in right into your trap, Emmanuel. You did, because it is Ginger Spice. No, it wasn't. I'll believe yep. you. I'll yep, believe yep, yep. you. Get her on the phone. Ginger, call her. I would like to say this is just one reason why Ginger Spice is on my beep list. A, leaving in the middle of a huge tour. Which was really inconvenient. For me and all of the Spice Girl fans. And her excuse was, you won't let me do a commercial for breast cancer. And I was like, that's not what happened. You know it. I know it. And all the Spice Girls know it. And now you're going to say feminism is bra-burning lesbianism. Goodbye, Ginger. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. I would also like to point out that Emmanuel, despite having just delivered this amazing little speech, uh, does have a, I think it's a doll of ginger spice on your desk, on your desk at KQED. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking you about. So how that? does that fit into that? your plan? No, nope, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know what? It's a collector's item. Okay. If Sporty, who is my favorite, mm-hmm. had left, it would be a Sporty doll. But she was a good human being and didn't leave in the middle of a tour. So I have a ginger spice doll. Mm. What you going to do? Good day, ma'am. Good day. One last one. I think when people hear feminist, it's like, get out of my way. I don't need anyone. I love that I'm being taken care of, and I have a man that's a leader. Ugh. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, was... you, you had to get into character for that one. I did. Okay. I did, so... but I didn't do the accent, and you will find out why okay, when give I give me you the, the choices. Uh, yeah, give me the choice. Uh, number one, Miranda Lambert. Number two, Kelly Clarkson. Number three, Dolly Parton. Ooh, Miranda Lambert. That's my choice. That's my final answer. I'm going to stick to it. Wrong. Who is it? Kelly Clarkson. No, she, come on, Kelly. Kelly, body acceptance Clarkson. She doesn't believe in feminism. So, Jamidra, you did terribly at that. Uh, Obviously. Well, thanks for playing that. (laughs) (laughs) Do I get like a a prize? Is it like the price is right where you guys still give me You get the uh, ashy burned remains of a bra Ah. from the 60s. Ah. (laughs) Perfection. You know what that sound means. It's time for Obligatory News Story of the Week. This just in. Yes. Okay. Emmanuel, Carly, question? Tell me what you think about me. Can we just do some music every single episode? When is the last time you unfriended somebody on Facebook? Oh, God. Um, probably around election time. That's when all the nice political opinions start bubbling up. <laughs> my, unfriend, unfriend. My finger just hovers over that unfriend, unfriend button. I... Always just hide people because people notice and come for you later. And they're usually people I'm related to. So they call my mom and then my mom calls me about Facebook. And I just can't deal with that. So I just hide them. That was going to be my question. Like, have there ever been any repercussions for unfriending someone? I'm talking to by my mama, but that's about it. <laughs> what about yeah. you, Carly, when you unfriend? I, I, I do it covertly. Okay, well, that's because we don't live in Australia. Okay, so in Australia this week, apparently a tribunal... The Fair Work Commission Tribunal found a woman this week in Australia guilty of bullying a coworker, oh, no. and one of the offenses was she unfriended this coworker after they had a workplace dispute. Wait, no, no. no. I am so so serious. No, she must have also punched her in the face or something. No, she, no, no. 
So what they say is Lisa Bird, a real estate agent and sales administrator, her decision to unfriend Rachel Roberts showed a, quote, lack of emotional maturity and was indicative of unreasonable behavior. Where okay. does it end? So to be fair, this was this was like the culmination of events. They two women had had some some behind the scenes bickering, and apparently one of the women, the woman who did the unfriending, is actually in a relationship. I think the wife of the principal of the real estate agent. Ooh. What a tangled web! What a wow. tangled web! So yes, so apparently that, along with um, failing to say hello in the morning. Um, and delivering photocopies and printouts to everyone but Miss Roberts, oh, and boy. she she's she's accusing she is saying that because of the incident she has been left with depression and anxiety, and she has decided to sue her workplace. She needs to drink some tea, go to yoga, and get over the social media stuff. In my opinion. I just feel like just because you've met someone and like know their name doesn't mean you have to be connected on the internet. Obviously, they hate each other. Why? Why do you need to be that person's friend? Well, that was my first question, right? If I don't like you and we don't like each other, but we work together, why are we friends on Facebook? And if we don't like each other and you unfriend me, why? Why would I care? Also, I just yeah. want to point out who knew the world of Australian real estate was quite so cutthroat. Oh, it is cutthroat. Wow. All right. Well, that's our news item for the day. Yeah, I think we put that one to bed. <laughs> Also, can I just point out that the segment is called Obligatory News Story of the Week and nothing was obligatory about that. We're bringing you the hard-hitting news here because you know what? CNN won't do it for you, so we are. So, dear listener, have you yourself been the um, the ruthless executor of uh, unfriending on Facebook or Twitter? We want to know. Please tweet us at KQEDPOP using the hashtag TheCoolerPodcast. So, guys, Mattel has created a new plastic playmate oh. that is based on Ask Me Who. Who is it? Zendaya, 19-year-old Oakland-based talent. Um, she's an entertainer. Uh, she's a singer. She's a dancer. She's a model. She's gorgeous. And uh, she's also a Disney star. She was on Dancing with the Stars a few seasons ago. And so Mattel has decided to create a new Barbie doll because they have a whole line of dolls that they're introducing this year. Um, that are supposed to be more diverse. So by the end of the year, they're going to have 78 new Barbie dolls hitting the shelves. That's a lot. Eight different skin tones, 14 different styles throughout the collection, like hairstyles throughout the collection, because they're noticing that their sales, Mattel is noticing that sales are dropping and that Hmm. their Barbies aren't connecting with today's girls. There just aren't that many blonde people anymore. (laughs) No. And apparently by 2020, there are supposed to be at least half of the kids are supposed to be biracial. So Zendaya is biracial. Her mother is, I think, white and her father is black. And um, Mattel created this Barbie based on an incident that happened a couple months ago. Some of you may remember an incident on Fashion Police. Oh, I remember this. Unfortunately. Yeah. So Zendaya was on the red carpet at the Academy Awards. She was wearing a beautiful white gown. She had dreadlocks. Juliana Rancic took it upon herself to make a comment about her hair which had Team Natural all over her within a moment. In case you don't know, Team Natural is a hashtag for black girls with natural hair. And um, if you come for us, we will come for you. Trust. And they came for Juliana. Black Twitter is real. Do we have the, the clip? Can we listen to the clip? Yeah, let's, yeah, let's take a listen. I love, I love Zendaya's style, and I love when she has the little hair. She just had it. I think this, she's such, she's just such a tiny frame that this hair to me overwhelms her. Like, I feel like she, she smells like patchouli oil. <laughs> or weed. Yeah, maybe weed. Oh, God. Okay. Zendaya went to Instagram, and she said, 
Um, she pointed out that plenty of people have locks and plenty of prominent people have locks and it's a hairstyle has nothing to do with drugs. So she was really graceful in how she handled it. The and fact, she's only 19. The fact that this teenager needs to explain that to this grown woman on E! News or whatever is insane to me. You know what I haven't done? I haven't checked Juliana's Twitter to see if she's responded at all to this Barbie. We're not going to mess with her anymore. She's done. <laughs> she's in the corner. She's going to pretend she's on a holiday somewhere. So the Barbie is super important because I feel like this is a step in the right direction for Mattel. They're trying to create Barbies that look more like the girls who will play with them these days. And every girl is not blonde-haired, blue-eyed. Imagine. Imagine. Um, but it begs a bigger question about like whether or not that's enough. Like I wonder if they're going to do a diverse sort of set of Barbies that have different shapes and sizes. The proportions are the issue here because mm-hmm. it's 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 great for Mattel to take a stand and say we're making Barbies that look more like the girls that are going to be buying them. Um, but they still won't mm-hmm. because of their frankly, ludicrous proportions. So I have to ask, did you guys play with Barbies when you were growing up? I certainly did. I did. <laughs> I did. And I and it's something that I go back and forth with now as an adult because now that we're talking about the proportions and the sizes and all that, and I would like to think like, you know what? I, I would like to think that I was not affected by it and that it was just a Barbie and it wasn't a big deal. I would like to think that other girls were not affected by it and it wasn't a big deal. But, I mean, I don't know how many of you have seen waist trainers on Instagram. I have. Painful. You know what I mean? Or I don't know how many of you are paying attention to sort of like this, the, the you know, breast implants and the, all of the butt injections, the butt implants and all those things that we're doing now. I think that's directly related to how we view our bodies. And I did have a really unrealistic um, idea of what my body type should have been like when mm. I was a child. That kind of translated into adulthood. I have like really keen memories of being probably about like 10 or 12 or whatever and looking in the mirror. It's funny how you always have memories of you looking in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's just me. But some of my strongest memories of always of that and looking at myself and just thinking, oh, you're, you don't look how I want you to look. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, exactly. Oh, thanks for that. But <laughs> we had, looking back, I mean, what a waste of time that was. You I know. know. I could have been doing stuff like climbing trees and right? having fun, riding yeah. horses. I don't know necessarily if Barbie is to blame for that. But I'll never know. You will never know. But I, I, I don't think it can hurt for them to do more diverse dolls. This Zendaya doll is a step in the right direction. I agree. I used to play with my sister's dolls. And Ken, looking at him, he's super Anglo-Saxon. He has pecs and like muscle definition. And I did feel in a certain way... Like, I had to live up to that when I grew up. Like, I, I needed to have muscles and stuff. And I also didn't feel super represented. And then the Aladdin doll came out. Oh, and I was like, I, I feel doll. seen. He was he was hot. Yeah. He was really yeah. hot. Damn, with that little vest. <laughs> oh, Woo! That, that knee monkey? patch. Yeah. <laughs> but seeing that, I did feel a little bit better mm-hmm. because I was seeing someone who kind of resembled me in this super mass-produced object. So it did help, but... Ultimately, Barbie isn't the right place for us to be looking for role models or like beauty standards that are attainable. Speaking of unattainable beauty standards, I mean, the pecs and the the abs were one thing, but the perfectly rounded genitals... I can well, never live up to that. We n- never. Could you? Never. We never talk about Ken. We always talk about mm-hmm. Barbie. But speaking to what you said, uh, Zendaya said when the Barbie was, re- was released via Instagram, when I was little, I couldn't find a Barbie that looked like me. My, how the times have changed. Thank you, Barbie, for this honor and for allowing me to be a part of your diversification expansion of the definition of beauty. I can't wait to keep doing amazing things with you. So she's super pleased and excited about um, how the Barbie turned out. She sounds... 
Like such a wonderful person. Well, she is. She should have a Barbie. Sounds like a lovely young lady. <laughs> yes, she does. Okay, so who do you think Barbie should create next? Just what person do you think deserves their own Barbie? Well, they tried to make a Lego figure of Ruth Bader Ginsburg, didn't they? Which mm. I thought was really good. So good. So I still good. look at that picture just if I need a little bit of confidence or just need to feel good about the world. I just look at that just little look at that round face. Let me just check out that face. Ruth Bader. For me, it's all about the accessories. Mm-hmm. Bjork. She Ooh. could have the swan dress and then like lay eggs. So that's an accessory. She did that on the red carpet, like on at the Oscars red carpet one year. So I'll never forget that. That's a great accessory. Stevie Nicks could oh. come with Ooh. a cape, a crystal ball, a book of spells. And depending on what era Stevie Nicks, it, that little necklace that's also like a Coke container. Yeah, and a very long nail. Yeah. <laughs> and also her one-winged dove. Call back to uh, two episodes previous. You got to bring that up. Yeah, I'll never live it down. Up. Yeah, if you uh, want to hear more about that, go back and listen to episode uh, episode one, one yeah, after yeah. our singing debut. Yeah, I think for me, I can't. I mean, it's probably just obvious, but I can't. I'm kind of obsessed with Lupita lately. Oh, Lupita Nyong'o. Uh, so I would just, I would need, I would need, I would buy that Barbie as an as an adult. So. Can I come to your house and play with the yes, little pedo doll? Yes, yes. She's amazing. Carly, do you have any people that you think should be Barbies? Well, it's hardly going to add to the uh, diversification of Barbie, but I would love a Winona Ryder Barbie. Circa Beetlejuice. Oh. <laughs> is it shoplifting Winona? It, or it is. Like Mark Jacobs lifting <laughs> Winona. Uh, no, it's um, it's uh, Lydia Dietz Beetlejuice yes. era. Winona uh. with the spiky bangs. And may I just say... The person who has not shoplifted once in their life cast the first stone against Winona. We all have stolen like pieces of gum and random stuff. Oh, oh my God. Let me tell you. Nice. So when nice. I was a kid, we went to the zoo and when I was in elementary school, we went to the zoo on a 54 field trip. And um, I was so obsessed with these little metallic whale pencils that they had. Because, you know, there was a moment like when you were in elementary school, we had vending machines and there was a moment when pencils and erasers were like the thing. Yes. So I went and I was obsessed and I was showing all my friends, but I didn't have any money because my mom was like, "Mm -mm, that's not what we do. Lunch money and that's it. So I only had enough money to eat. So I was so disappointed and I thought I put it back, but I didn't. So we walked Mm. out and I didn't realize that I still had the pencil in my hand until we got on the bus. And I thought that I was going to be arrested. I was like, they're going to come and get me. I felt so bad. And I think I just left it on the bus. I was like, I can't take it home. And that's the story of... My shop. Wow. I can one up that one in most bizarre thing that I have stolen. Oh, come on, sticky fingers. A handful of fire bellied frogs. What? What? I went to a pet store, grabbed the frogs from the container, put them in my pockets, and ran to a blockbuster. (laughs) And then let. Into a blockbuster. (laughs) Dating myself with that. The criminal's lair. And then I let them out and I couldn't find all of them. So some of them are still probably there. Why did you let them out? Well, because they're in my pockets. Why are you asking me? We don't have enough time to get into the layers of this story, but if you want to read about it, it's mentioned in a published story in Hello Mr. Magazine that's on newsstands now. Nice self-promotion. Yeah. Um, I once stole an entire um, Pizza Hut buffet. You were Wait hungry. a minute. Break, break that down. How does that happen? I was eating. Do you guys have the Pizza Hut buffet concept where you go into, and it's like a sit-down thing, and um, you go up to this like hot plate, and you choose all of the slices you want? Is that 
purely a British thing, or do you have that here? Yeah, well, you just, from the blank way you're looking at me, I think it's. it's a British I feel thing. like maybe Sizzler would have done something like that. <laughs> no, but it's Pizza day. Hut. It's actually you sit down in Pizza Hut and it's like all you can eat. Slices. It's been a while. I know oh. they have a salad bar, right? The salad bar is extra. You have to pay oh, extra for that. Oh, it's been a while. But um, I was eating in there, and um, the fire alarm went off. So you just grabbed pizza and ran? No, I'd eaten my meal and was oh. waiting to pay. <laughs> the fire alarm went off, and we got evacuated. And I did, I waited a good five minutes before leaving. To, to like let them clear the room and so you can grab some food? Yeah, they were showing no signs of letting us back in. That is the most goody-goody <laughs> shoplifting story I've ever heard. It's well, I know somebody saying. who made it out of the department store with a bread maker. What? I was like, why? That, the question, this was when I was in high school. I was like, why would you steal a bread maker? <laughs> so Emmanuel There's stole no frogs. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> This week, my song that I cannot get enough of, and I literally have been listening to it on repeat, is a song called Just One of the Guys by Jenny Lewis, who is an artist I previously knew nothing about. And I love this song. Um, I love the kind of hazy guitar intro. Um, I love the the sing-song nature of it. But also, it's one of my favorite types of things where it's a really dark message that's masked in a really happy-go-lucky, jaunty tune, which I think is the best type of music. (laughs) So you said that you're kind of new to Jenny Lewis, did you know that she was a child actor in Troop Beverly Hills? Didn't know that. I knew she was in a band called Rilo Kylie. Yes. Mm. With a child actor from Salute Your Shorts, which was on Nickelodeon back in the 90s. Mm. Shout out to Nickelodeon in the 90s. You cannot talk about Nickelodeon without talking about the goop. Gak. Gak. Slime. One of those. One of those. One of those. Anyway... We digress. Carly, you love this song. I love it. It reminds me, the intro even reminds me of one of my other favorite bands who are the Cocteau Twins. So, Oh my God, they're you my like, favorite. Yeah, if you like that whole kind of shoegazing scene from Days of Yore, give it a listen. Or don't, I don't mind. She doesn't care what you think. No, I'll be listening to it anyway. <laughs> and we're going to listen to it right now. Catch us next week on Thursday for our next episode. Until then, if you miss us, you can find us on social media at Kikwiti Pop. But if you're more interested in just one of us, but you should really be into all of us, you can find me at Excuse My Beauty without the first E on Twitter. Oh, Jamidra, where can they find you? Jamidra says, J-A-M-E-D-R-A says, because I say a lot on Twitter. <laughs> and you can find me, Carly, at Teacup in the Bay so cute so if you haven't done so already subscribe on itunes subscribe 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 and rate us i'm going to be so bold as to say that if you review us and then take a little screenshot of your phone of the review and then tweet it to kqed pop we'll see whether we can put something in an envelope for you and send it to you we'll send you a button or a tote bag oh don't tell them what it is because they might have thought it was a really good thing (laughs) maybe it's a tote bag or gold Solid gold. To have an open mind, there's a little cop inside that prevents me. I'm not gonna break. So, we have a couple people that we would be remiss not to thank. Starting with Susie Racho in the booth. Yay! And David Marcus. He's not here, but hey. <laughs> Anna, thank you guys. Well, thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you for being you. 
Thank you for being a friend. Doom, doom, doom. Travel down the road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Doom, 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 doom. And if you threw a party, <laughs> inviting everyone you knew, you would see the biggest gift would be from me. And the card attached would say, thank you for being a friend. And scene.